0: Hello and welcome back to the Spirit Led Leader Podcast. I am your host, Naisha Sanders, and I am excited to be back here with you to share another one of my God stories. Now today, we are going to be talking about what it feels like to be navigating your life, walking through your journey with a dark cloud over your head. Sometimes when we are going through life, we are just going through the emotions because we feel as though no one believes in us. So today's episode is going to talk about how to keep moving when no one believes you can. How to not give up on yourself to continue holding on when everyone else seems to have already let you go. Let's jump into this episode. Let's grow. You are listening to the Spirit-Led Leader Podcast, where you will go from being prideful to fruitful, gaining biblical principles that will grow your influence, confidence, and relationship with God. I am your host, Naisha Sanders, the author of The Fruit of a Spirit-Led Leader. I am also a wife, mom, and believer in business. Now, turn on that do not disturb. Grab your notebook and pen because it's grow time. Okay, okay, so today, as I mentioned in the intro, we are gonna be talking about a situation that I went through early in my career that really left me feeling like a failure. So I know that in previous episodes, I've talked about this core fundamental mindset shift of failures are events, not people. And this story today is exactly what taught me that lesson. When I first started, I started out for a Fortune 10 company. I was on a leadership development program, and it was considered the cream of the crop. It was considered a program of prestige. People really looked at you as a token almost, in a sense, when they found out that you were a part of this program. And when I started, it was such an honor and it was such a heavy weight, if I'm honest, because I was the first in my family to do it. To to break through in this particular way to hold a, a role or a corporate role so early on that was so highly thought of and so highly respected. And so there was all this pressure Around performing, not just because of me wanting to do a good job, but also me feeling like I had to make this work because I had to make my family believe that it was possible for all of them that if I could do it, they can do it, or better yet, even if they couldn't do it, I could show them how to do it because I've walked that road, because I've been through it. So I go into this, this role feeling like, yes, okay, I got to knock this out of the ballpark. Start the role and the first six months were for it. It was, (laughs) it was just such a horrific (laughs) experience for me because it just felt like I was failing for no reason. It felt like, you know, I was always falling behind. And actually I had a manager. He was very driven and very direct. And every Monday we would have a one-on-one and I would literally go and cry in the bathroom before that one-on-one, because I felt like I was going to go in there and not, give him what he was asking for or what he needed felt like it was just taking me forever to get it it was taking me forever to do it and so my confidence began to just willow it was just like I don't think I can do this maybe I'm not cut out for this well in addition to your day job You also had coursework. Throughout the experience, you had to study and take exams to pass to then basically get the next job, which changed every six months. So here I am coming up to the moment of taking the exam and seeing what my what my next rotation was going to be. I get word that I didn't pass the exam. So now I'm stressing out because this is contingent on my job. So this is tied to my paycheck. And so here I've relocated cities and states. I'm not in a place where anyone I know is. So here it is. I've moved and this test determines whether or not I stay. They say, hey, well, you know, every person gets a second chance. You can take the exam again. I take the exam again, and before the results were even in, the leader decided to have a conversation with me to let me know that if I did not pass, which was likely that I wouldn't, that I would basically get kicked out of the program. Here I am thinking, here we go again, <laughs> I am supposed to be doing something, and I supposed to be getting in. I supposed to be passing. Yet again, I'm coming up short. Yet again, I am failing. Maybe I really am not as smart as people thought I was. Maybe it truly is a me problem. Maybe it's truly this issue that I have with going after things that are way bigger than me and that I'm not ready for. So, of course, all the doubt of who I am, started to play into this. And I just really started to reflect of like, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So now I'm sitting at my desk, and I'm just down. I'm out. It's kind of like one of the worst days ever. And my direct manager comes up to my desk and says, hey, Naisha, we need to talk. So of course, I'm like, welling, right? Like tears is just starting to surface in my eyes. And so I, I walk into his office and I sit down and I say, you know, hey, I've been meaning to tell you, but the leadership team just just gave me ultimatum or a decision to, to make. and And my manager just looked at me and stopped and said, what is the decision? I said, you know, hey, I have to decide on whether or not I want to continue to see if I actually pass the test (laughs) and get the role or I can quit, leave early and never know. And so it's really a matter of cut my losses before I get the disappointing news. And my manager is like, no, that's actually not your decision. That's not your decision. Your decision is actually do you want to choose yourself or do you want to choose the system? And I thought that was an interesting decision because in the moment, I felt like I had to make the decision that they offered me, that they proposed I make, which was you stay or you go. But what my manager was, was showing me was that it wasn't their decision for me to make. And so that it wasn't me making the decision based on what they recommended me to do, but for me to actually sit and think about which way I wanted to go. When I thought about the decision from the point of view of, do I wanna choose myself in that I am literally unhappy? I literally don't enjoy what I'm doing and how it's working. But yet I am going to force myself to, to do it, force myself to get it right, force myself to go through the motions because that is what is expected of me. Because that would then say that I am a star. That would then say that I am who they said I am versus this idea of, is this the journey I want to go on? Is this, the, is this the system that I want to operate in? And ultimately, when I thought about it from that point of view, it allowed for me to choose myself. It allowed for me to decide that, you know what? I am not walking away because you told me to. I'm walking away because this really actually isn't working for me. Because this isn't good for me. Because this isn't what I actually want. So I went back to that leader who... Propose the decision, and let him know that I was going to walk away from the program. Now, I got a lot of backlash from that. A lot of one side saying that I was stupid, that I had threw away my career, that I wasn't going to go anywhere now that I've made this decision. And then I had another side of folks saying, you know, well, I can't wait to see what she does. Or what's gonna happen next because this is starting to get interesting. <laughs> if you wanna talk about living or wanting to be on a TV show, this is what this was. This was like the latest episode of Naisha <laughs> you know, in corporate America. <laughs> Tune in. That's what it felt like. I felt like I was an episode, like I, people were just watching to see what was going to happen next. And while I'm being watched, I have this dark cloud over my head, feeling like, oh my goodness, what have I done? What am I doing? Lord, where are you on this? Either way, I felt really good about the decision in the moment. It was scary, I had my box packed up, and I'm walking to my car, I'm getting in, not really knowing or understanding what was going to happen next. And then another leader called me and said, hey, I would like to offer you a job. I heard what happened, and I have a position opened up on my team if you would like to have it. The biggest lesson in that was at the moment that I said no, all I knew was that I was choosing what was right for me. I had no answer After that, I had no idea what was going to actually happen, what was going to happen with my apartment or whether or not I was going to have to move back home or if I would be able to find another job now that I've had this epic fail. I had no idea. But even not knowing, all I did know in that moment was that that program wasn't for me and that I needed to choose myself and not the system. So I took action based on what I knew, not about what was gonna happen next, not about what I hoped to happen or afraid to happen. It was just about, I am making a decision in this moment based on what I know right now. And after I made that decision, after I chose what was right for me, after I decided to remain true to who I was, God opened a door. God opened a door that I did not expect, did not see coming, did not know was even available. But God opened it. I really want you to just think about that for a moment. But sometimes we're making decisions moments by moments, and we would love to know the full story, all the things that's going to happen, all the things that could happen, that we want to happen, don't want to happen. We can think about all of that, but when we do, it causes us to miss the moment, the moment that we were supposed to take action, the moment that we were supposed to move forward. And so right now, I just want you to think about In this moment, what do you know right now? What do you know to be true right now? And what is the action associated and tied to that moment, that knowing right now? What I realized is that opportunity opened up because God had never left me. God had never forsaken me. God has his hand on my life. So in that moment, it wasn't just a job offer. It was God extending his hand for me to hold on to it. And when I tell you that during this time, I was too embarrassed to tell anyone. And I didn't have anyone in my family who understood exactly what I was going through. And so the only person that I could talk to, the only person who could truly listen, the only person who could truly understand was God. As I think about this story, it's just a reminder to me that God is always with us, that he will never leave us, that he will never forsake us. This stories helped me and hopefully will help you to hold on to God's hand. When an extension of help come your way, what do you do with it? How do you view it? Is it, I don't want any handouts? <laughs> or is it possible that it's a way for God to extend his grace, for God to open your heart, for God to help you realign to his will and not yours. It's a reminder that God is with us. I want to give you a couple scriptures because as I think about my mindset during this time, there's a few scriptures that come up for me. And the first of which was Isaiah 40, 31, which says that, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint the amplified version says this but those who wait for the lord who expect look for and hope in him will gain new strength and renew their power. They will lift up their wings and rise up close to God like eagles rising toward the sun. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not grow tired. Romans eight thirty five says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or dangers or sword? As I think about this story, it's No matter how much of a failure I felt like, that failure, that trial, those trials and tribulations never separated me from God. It actually brought me closer to him. Walking through it with him actually strengthened me because it helped me to see every time that I overcame something that I was facing, that I was more than a conqueror that I didn't have to believe that I was too weak to get through it because what, what I know to be true is that through my weakness is when I'm made strong in God, is when I'm strengthened. We we give a lot of flack to weaknesses because the world says that we don't supposed to have any. The world says that we are to be perfect. But the reality is, is perfection is an unreasonable Expectation is unattainable. So when someone expects perfection, it's unrealistic. And so don't strive to do something unrealistic. Instead, understand that your weaknesses are the very things that God uses to then get glory. While we're focusing on our strengths, I'm gonna challenge you right now is to focus on your weaknesses. Because those weaknesses may be opportunities to partner with God. Deuteronomy 31, 8 says, It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Psalms 34, 17 through 18 says, The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's the word. Don't lean into what you understand. Don't get caught up in what other people expect you to do because they think that's what's best for you. Seek God. Understand what it is and what it means to truly let go and let God. So if you were to take away anything from this this story and, and what I'm sharing right now through this scripture is we have to let go. We have to let go and we have to let God. When I was going through this moment on this program, I felt the rejection of, of deflation, <laughs> right? It was a deflating moment because I felt like a fallen star. And just so that we're talking a, the same definition, a fallen star is a person who has lost or been brought down from a position of high status, wealth, or influence. So here it is. I come into this program and I'm on top. Everyone's like, oh, wow, you're amazing. You have to be because you got into this program." Oh wow, you have to be so so great and so smart because you you're positioned here. <laughs> and then six months later, it's like, oh, you know what? You're not cutting the mustard. I'm sorry. Maybe Maybe this isn't for you after all. It was never a, a matter of what was wrong with the situation, what wasn't specifically working. It was a it was this thought that you're just not good enough. You just don't have what it takes. You know what? We thought we saw something in you, but we don't we don't see that anymore. Talk about deflation. Talk about feeling like you're not enough. Talk about having to deal with people watching your story and your situation as a sitcom. Talk about the embarrassment that you would experience and feel when you're going through this public deflating moment. Now, I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the time that you felt like you've lost, the time you thought the blessing that you received had elevated you only to be knocked down. How bad was the fall? Do you still hurt from it? Where are the aches and pains? Are you still bruised or or do you see any bruises left? Those are the areas to let go. Those are the areas to let go. Let go the hurt. Let go the aches, let go the pain. Let go of the bruises that are left. Those are the areas To let go. I also want to just share that you must forgive yourself for not living up to the expectation. You have to remember that you are not a failure. You just experienced one. That pain, those aches and bruises are healed, they're on the cross. So the moment that you let them go and let God you'll be strengthened to keep moving forward. I know, I know, the tunnel is dark, but remember that there is light at the end of it. You just must go through it because you know that it all ends well. It all ends well. Now I'll be honest, it took me years to come to this revelation And it may take you years to get through it. But when you hold on to God's word, you'll realize that the fight is already won. That you are more than a conqueror. And that the victory is yours when you put on the armor of God. The battle is fixed. And guess what? You've already won it. I'm going to give you some word. So that you can remember this, Romans eight thirty six through 37 says, as it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Deuteronomy 24 says, For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you the victory. Exodus 14:14 14, 14 says, The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Romans 8 31 says, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, Second Chronicles 32 8 says, with whom is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us in fight our battles. You may feel deflated. To go from such a high to such a low without any physical tools or resources to pick you back up is discouraging. It's frustrating. It's scary. However, 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 God is with you, God sees you. So don't stay in that place. Let it go. Let that go. And get in front of God to understand what God is wanting to do now that you have let go. How are you co creating and co laboring with Him to do the thing that you're actually supposed to be doing? This story in particular played over and over in my mind because it made me feel like a failure. A big letdown. I was, again, the first in my family. And so I didn't just let down myself. I let them down too. My hope right now is that as you're thinking about your stories and your motivation, think about it from the point of view of is it contingent on you and what you want or is it contingent on on what others want, what others expect. Is the deflation because you're letting others down or is it because you're letting yourself down? This story constantly shows up in my life even today because it's this moment that represents a spotlight when all eyes were on me. So whenever there's a spotlight, I shy away. Because I recognize that good, bad, or ugly, all eyes are going to be on me. So this story triggers that darkness. It triggers what it felt like to be watched. And how unpleasant it was to be under a microscope. But this story also triggers how that during a time I had only God, that was all that I needed that I made it through and it all worked out for my good. It reminds me that when I think about where I want to go or what I want to do, to think about it from the point of view, is it for me or for them? And now when I start to get back to this sense of failing, like I'm falling, I remind myself to let that go and to let God. And every time I do, I fall into his glory and I rest in his spirit. This story is relevant to who I am today because I'm comforted by the comforter. I now can truly say that I am not a failure, even though I've experienced them. I now know that to move forward, it requires focus, not on them, not on me, but on God. And so now I will say that again for you. To move forward, it requires focus, not on them, not on you, but on God. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says this. Disregarding its shame, now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. When you focus, you get your joy back. When you focus, you can disregard the shame. When you focus, you are seated in the place of honor beside God. I pray that this story blessed you. In that, even in those moments that you feel deflated, when you feel bruised, <laughs> hurt, or pain from a no or a failure, that you let it go and you let God Thank you for listening to the Spirit Led Leader podcast. Right now, I want to invite you to come alongside me by subscribing to this podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. And for those of you who have already subscribed, thank you. I've gotten vulnerable. Now it's your turn. I want to hear from you. And so here are a couple ways for you to reach out. One, join me in the Spirit Led Leader community on LinkedIn and let me know what you got out of this episode. Two, leave a positive written review if you feel others need to hear this. And three, if you thought this episode was powerful and one you would like to share, please leave a five-star rating and share it. I'm so grateful to host the show and truly excited for what God is going to do in and through us this week. Until next time, keep in step and know that God's got you, therefore you got it.